from Leeds um I yeah moved back to my hometown very recently so that's that's where I'm at that's in the UK right yes <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's awesome well happy Friday it's nighttime where you are but do you have any fun plans for today for today well um as of recording this uh we are about an hour away from me uh premiering the uh the new release which is um i guess once this goes out color base volume three which is a big big compilation on my label rushdown yeah um, 20 tracks wow so it's it's been a lot of work uh sort of curating and putting everything together for that um mm. so yeah that's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be exciting that's happening in like less than an hour is it the drop or the reveal like the announcement so uh the the one that's going up today is the announcement of what it is and all of the logos of the artists are going to be shown one after another. Um, and then there's a tease for like the full trailer that's going to go up tomorrow. Um, but I'm especially excited about, um, we have some new artists from outside of the label uh, that are big melodic guys in general. So we have AU5, mm -hmm. Siren Soul, who's come back from sort of like, uh, he he went on a hiatus since like 2015 uh but he he was like a monster cat guy back in the day we've also got nasco and oh wow really yeah, Love yeah. nasco yeah 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 um, <laughs> that's exciting yeah so it's 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 gonna be a big one definitely like the biggest um release we've had yet for sure yeah, those comps take a lot of work too. I mean, you guys have probably been planning it for what? I'm going to guess like five or six months, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think, yeah, we properly started um, collecting tracks maybe like October. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously there's, there's a load of admin behind the scenes and just uh, making sure everything's done on time and yeah. Oh, getting all mm -hmm. the graphics ready for all the posts and and all that stuff so mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah so yeah you had tweeted a couple of days ago that you had a big a, a big announcement is this is this directly related to that yeah this tweet? is this is the one yeah <laughs> um i called it my biggest project yet really because um it you know it's kind of a lot bigger than just chime as a project it's it's mm -hmm. uh rushdown has been growing into um something much more like meaningful in the scene which has been amazing uh over the past sort of year or two and uh yeah the fact that we can put together a compilation this big with um you know even bigger artists than i am <laughs> like uh supporting on the compilation is uh is really really amazing um yeah so the biggest project yet until my album drops potentially this year. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Rushdown is one of those labels that I think a lot of people look forward to the releases because it's something fresh. It's something different than a lot of what we're seeing in, in like the dubstep or the bass music space. But I'm curious to hear from you. Like you started that, what, five years ago, six years ago? Um, geez, 2016, I think. So 
what what is that I'm I guess so that's tired. five or six it, years ago yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah I guess that, so <laughs> how um, have you seen it grow like this label has really blown up I would have to say uh yeah I'm glad I'm glad it appears <laughs> that way um yeah well it, I started the label kind of quite naively not knowing what I was getting myself into um my management suggested that I start a label just so we could put out self-releases mm-hmm. and um the overambitious me from the past was like why don't we just put out music from like everybody I know mm-hmm. uh yeah and I didn't realize like how much work that would become mm-hmm. it's a full-time job running those labels. and then sort of during 2017 yeah I did during 2017 we sort of rebranded with all my own artwork and stuff and then I I what became my focus was uh, really pushing melodic uh, bass music at a time when I just saw it sort of fizzling out really in the scene. Um, and I, I sort of mean that in between, between, you know, that's kind of seven lines, Elenium, more pop, future bass focused stuff. And, you know, everything heavy was going heavier and heavier uh, at that time mm-hmm. as well. So that became the focus. And uh, then we sort of picked up, uh, artists like Ace Aura mm-hmm. and Skybreak and Sharks and they they've just gone on to like uh, really kickstart their careers um, over yeah. the past year or so um, and with them gaining popularity it's just meant that more people have been paying attention to the label and we're mm-hmm. able to introduce even more artists so it's um, it's a lot of fun to do uh, I really like working on a project that doesn't necessarily advance my career specifically but is kind of good for everyone so it's yeah. uh it's it's really great to have uh a position to be able to do that yeah i think it's really fulfilling and rewarding when you can actually elevate others and help others grow their careers and not just you right so i feel like yeah. that's kind of the similar it- mission that we have at dubstep fbi mm-hmm. but um i mean just to like go off track a little bit. I know that Asora and like Papa Khan were artists that we discovered because of Rushdown Records. Like they've cool. been blowing yeah. up. Yeah, Papa. especially Asora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been playing uh, probably more shows than I've done by now. <laughs> he's just Dude, yeah, he's, he's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it's 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 really great to see, and and obviously like, um, I've I've played a very small part in that in like sort of giving him those initial opportunities, but um. Yeah, I, I still feel an incredible amount of pride for everyone like I've helped and seeing them go on to do uh, like these amazing shows and amazing label releases. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 great. It's it's so much more satisfying than um, working on my own career almost. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, something that we've seen, too, is the more people that we help and like spread our good intentions to that always comes back around that energy it always finds a way to come back to us, whether it be like next week or in a couple of years or like out of nowhere. I just yeah. feel like the more people you help elevate, like the more in turn that will elevate you and um, bring you that fulfillment. Yeah, I, I, I really like the the perception of, um, you know, to, uh, my musical project being a vessel for others mm-hmm. as well. That, you know, it, it's it's a lot more fun to have an entire group of artists all kind of collaborating and sharing ideas. Uh, and that's really where like the whole 
um, sort of color base subgenre categorization, whatever um, came from is just the these like-minded producers together in the same place, all discovering kind of all these new sound design techniques and how to uh, advance this kind of midway genre. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then you know we've we've had like these breakout points where like Aesora came in and and showed us a whole new way of doing things, mm-hmm. and then Papa Khan came through, and that there was a whole other approach there, and it just keeps going on and on and on. So, um, it it's 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 amazing to be in a position where like most of my favorite dubstep is from people. That I like, you know, I I knew from a hundred followers that have come through the label. Mm-hmm. Like that's most of what I play in uh, in live sets now. And um, yeah, it's it's not really like I, I, there's no need for me to like idolize any other particular uh, DJs or producers because I idolize these artists mm-hmm. that are smaller than me, and I'm like, you shouldn't be smaller than me, <laughs> what, <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just love it. It's great. Do you run this on your own, the record label, or do you have a team with you? Um, yeah, so uh, my management team help out with uh, sort of contracting and some scheduling bits and pieces. But uh, for the most part, like the the curation, it's uh, me and some of the like core rushdown artists that do like the A and R stuff, and uh, we all kind of discuss each of the submissions and. Uh, you know, make sure everybody's kind of on the same page for like what we're taking. And uh, over the past year, we've like really increased our sort of production quality that we're looking for. And we're, we're trying to push because there's kind of as as like color bases gaining some popularity. Um, there's a lot of people like trying out for the first time and it's got its own sort of certain generic sound. And we want to mm-hmm. kind of prove that you know, we're always constantly pushing boundaries and looking for new sounds within that um, core idea. Uh, so we're, we're, we're just trying to keep everything as fresh as possible, really, with um, what we put out. Um, yeah, so there's kind of like a group, an, uh, an A&R group and my management, but for the most part, it's me figuring things out, scheduling posts, making the graphics and the artwork. And Oh, wow, you do the artwork. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. What platform do you use? Uh, Photoshop. Love it. Yeah. I'm a big InDesign illustrator person, so I respect <clears throat> the Photoshop too. Yeah. Again, it's like <laughs> not anything I've had much formal training in. I just sort of uh, picked it up like at school and, mm-hmm. you know, my, my dad ran a graphic design business, so I oh, it's cool. just been in the family. Yeah. And um, But like in terms of making the artwork, I just kind of I've bumbled my way through <laughs> like figuring yeah. out how to make it it's kind of the same thing with music really so yeah, yeah. self-taught literally most every most people yeah. are yeah everything with like dubstep fbi too just even like these podcasts i'm like i don't know how to edit a podcast but i guess we'll just go on youtube university and <laughs> learn along the way <laughs> it's it, yeah i mean the the amount of resources available now for any creative medium is mm-hmm. just yeah amazing like the amount of uh stuff like new producers can access now they can learn to produce in no time in comparison <laughs> to like when i back when i started um and we were like scrambling for bits of samples off weird websites mm-hmm. and stuff now we've got like splice and other you know all these yeah. tools um 
it's really good to see. I also think like, even though COVID was obviously really bad, the one thing that is good that came out of it was that people learned how to do stuff remotely. So like, you know, mm. Zoom calls, everyone knows Zoom etiquette now. They, you can do like production lessons over Zoom, um, things like that. I think that's something that we're never going to go back on, even working remotely. You know, yeah, it's, it's just- um, yeah, it's kind of advanced things um, a lot. It's just so much faster. Like, it, I mean, yeah, I, in the UK especially, there there are people that really, you know, before the pandemic were just so against that sort of thing. There's like very much a culture of, no, we have to be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess people like us who are already working online, you know, it's kind of like, oh, cool, everyone's catching up now to uh, this sort of remote working. I mean, all my collaborations are done basically through Discord or Facebook Messenger and mm-hmm. sending files across. And it's been like that for years and years now. So, um, yeah, it, I guess I guess that is a, a, a good side effect to all this. Yeah. When, um, when was the last time you were in the States? Was it Lost Lands? Um, ar- around that time. Yeah. So, um, we did like a, a pretty brief tour. Um, just, uh, it, w- it was mostly to connect up the festival dates that we had booked. So Lost Lands was one of those, mm-hmm. uh, Dance Festopia. And then there was Starbase Festival before that got, uh, canceled. Oh, yeah. And then just like some bits and pieces like shows in between um really sort of just testing the water for how touring was going to work with covid mm-hmm. um but you know i i i was on a bunch of flights didn't catch it the whole time so oh, wow. <laughs> that, that went well um mm-hmm. i had to i was trying to be very careful because i didn't want to cancel anything so yeah. i was masking up for all the shows and all that stuff um mm-hmm. uh but yeah that that was about the uh yeah that was the last time i was there so I'm due. I'm due to go again. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. We're pretty, I feel like the U.S. is pretty much open right now. Although, you know, Canada is still very much in some sort of lockdown. Like I know they just lifted their curfew. Um, I don't know. How is it in the U.K.? Like, are you all still on a pretty tight lockdowns and stuff like that? Um, no, not not so much. Um, they they were kind of threatening some sort of lockdown-y measures, but it, it didn't end up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually need to research like uh, what the situation is for traveling um, right now for some things coming up. Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll find out soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to I had to jump through a lot of hoops in order to um, get over to the U.S. for that trip. Mm-hmm. I actually needed to renew my visa, which in itself is a big thing you have to supply a ton of evidence of your success and that you're going to make money and for the u.s citizens and stuff um but also i needed uh (laughs) i needed something called a national interest exception which allowed me Mm. to pass through um the border even though it like even because of all the covid stuff which was like an added extra stress on top of this visa stuff but uh it all eventually went to plan um and now I have that in my passport and mm-hmm. I think good. it's good for like a year so I, uh, yeah there shouldn't be any issues hopefully yeah I'm curious out in the UK you know everyone knows you as like the color-based music is it popular where you live or oh no people open no, to that not in the <laughs> 
That's what I thought. Um, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like uh, from like the, um, the American perspective, it's like well, dubstep um, started in the UK, so it must still be popular. And it's just not the case. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting history um, because dubstep around sort of 2011, 12 got really really popular in the uk to the point where it was on the on the radio it's on radio one bbc mm-hmm. radio one on the mm-hmm. top of the charts and everything there was dj fresh chasing status nero yes. all that stuff and um what happened was because it was like quite an underground movement initially um and then it had this big blow-up moment and then we had skrillex gain a lot of popularity there's this whole thing in the UK where it's it's a culture of oh Americans take all our stuff and ruin it. Oh, <laughs> ruin it! What? <laughs> um, which I I disagree with. By the way, I that's when I really started getting into dubstep when it it took that more like um, I guess harsh edge. Uh-huh. The bro um, step. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So from that point, um, it really was like everyone just jumped ship on the movement entirely and mm-hmm. um and now it's it's a it's a really sorry state of affairs covid's basically killed it off entirely i think mm-hmm. um we basically get maybe one maybe two dubstep shows in london a year at this point wow yeah. and uh when you go to them it's like all the same guys like the, same, the same crowd same 200 people or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah yeah so it's it's just it's rough (laughs) one of our best friends joe our business partner he actually is from the uk he's from manchester and Mm -hmm. he's a big dnb guy like he's always showing us the awesome dnb tunes he also loves hard dance so it's cool to have him because he brought that love for those types of subgenres to us and now like they're really sticking with us and we're starting to love them more and more because of his influence yeah, it's it's always been a an interesting sort of genre switch once you like cross the Atlantic because yeah. everyone's always pushing for drum bass to like become a big thing that explodes in the US, but it's it's never really happened for like years mm-hmm. and years and years. And it's sort of the opposite in, in the UK with dubstep is where it's it just won't come back, you know. Um I, I always thought it'd be a good idea to get like an upcoming drum and bass producer from the US and an upcoming dubstep producer from the UK and do like an exchange program. Yeah, I <laughs> love that, that idea. We should do like a producer exchange, a bunch of yeah, different exactly, ones yeah. the world. Um, mm. That could be sick. Yeah, because it, it really is like, those are the places you need to be for those, those genres, or at least for drum and bass somewhere in Europe. Have you played many shows in Europe? Um. Yeah, a few, a few here and there. Um, I've, I mean, I've played a couple in the UK. Um, there was like probably the biggest UK show I played was um, kind of Circus Records show for Rusko's EP release there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it was like uh, me, Jarvis, Dr. P, Funtcase, mm-hmm. Rusko, which was, I mean, an amazing lineup to be on. Um uh, as for Europe, uh, France has a big scene for for dubstep. And um, where else have I been? I've been to Switzerland. Uh, I've been to Germany. 
that I'm sure there's there's more places. Oh yeah, um, Budapest in Hungary have played as well. Ooh. I was about to say, I know that like Carry You, another color-based artist, is out is yeah, from yeah. Hungary. So mm-hmm. that's like one of the countries that came to mind because it is pretty popular out there from what I've heard. Yeah, it's it's weird because like nowhere around there really is is has any popularity with dubstep. I don't think even outside of Budapest there is really a scene, <laughs> but within Budapest, there definitely is a scene. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when I played there last, it was with Bad Clark. Oh, it was like awesome. a, what? a really oh. interesting like combination. Um, and it was on my birthday as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this kind of like outdoor um, stage, like right next to a motorway. Mm-hmm. So there's like cars going past and then there's <laughs> this big old stage with a big, it was kind of crazy. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah. yeah, I was wondering what Bad Clark was going to be like because mm-hmm. in in pictures he looks really serious, like he could chin you at any point. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he was really nice. And then he got the crowd to sing "Happy Birthday" to me at the end of my set. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> Unforgettable moment. Yeah, I kind of um, I kind of love that with uh, dubstep DJs that look really hard, but they're, they're really nice. <laughs> like every time. The first artist that comes to mind is Sudden Death, like Danny. He's like, yeah. he looks, he looks kind of terrifying in his photos, but then when you meet him, he's like the goofiest guy ever. I've, I've heard he's, he's pretty goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And same with like, I don't know. I feel like with Chrissy and I, when you like see us in our work mode, we'll be blasting like the, like the harshest hard style that you can hear the harshest dubstep. And then you see mm-hmm. us and we're just like yeah. these little girls. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like, what in the world? what in tarnation are these we're little playing? firecrackers <laughs> yeah i mean i've i've had a lot of uh times where like somebody's booked me and they, they're they not really sure what i'm like live uh and they're like oh, is this kind of quiet like british nerdy looking kid and then like i get, get really into it like when i'm playing the shows and they're like what the hell did this come from yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i don't know don't yeah don't judge a book by its cover Mm-hmm. actually when is your live stream playing for lost lands because i know they're playing this weekend do you know oh um that's a Couchlands stream yeah, isn't it I don't, I don't think mine mine was recorded because it was on the sound camps uh the oh, like late oh. night sound camps that which um last year were on I, they did it really well i think because they had all like a bunch of main stages effectively mm-hmm. and then they have the sound camps happening Mm-hmm. on those stages but just after midnight yeah but yeah my set was just after midnight so uh yeah it wasn't recorded i have to say your lost land set from 2019 is one of my favorite sets of all time um oh, that thank was you. like that was literally the set i think i even stumbled across it on soundcloud or something and that was the set that literally got me into asora so oh cool yeah i yeah, played a legendary. i played a bunch of asora in that one i think uh you opened with yeah. interdimensional, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was opened like, what is inter- this interdimensional. Song? I <laughs> played Nucleus and um, God, I'm blanking on the names right now. But yeah, a bunch so of Ace Origins. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we have a couple submitted questions from our Instagram sure, yeah. followers. So yeah, I'll jump right in. Um, Focused, he's asking where your favorite place to play in America is. Oh right! Um, shout out Focus, by the way. <laughs> he's a, he's a yes. friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, damn, I, I've had some really good shows in Seattle and Portland. 
uh denver as well it's really good um, yeah mile high city base capital yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh florida's i've had some really good shows there as well um yeah i'd, I'd say though those are like the places that stand out uh for me the most and and again it's kind of a mix of different shows it's like big small medium um i actually i actually tend to prefer the shows where it's a it's a small venue that's packed out yeah uh, rather than like a really large venue where you're like miles away from the audience um yeah, yeah so th- those are my those are my favorites mm-hmm. if you don't mind me asking where did you play in denver do you remember what venue Ooh, let's see i've played a couple places um i'm always terrible at remembering the venues um, <laughs> there's so many of them i did ba- base ops base ops was the mm-hmm. the last one i oh, played yeah. um was it the not the ogden theater gothic theater mm-hmm. i think that, that, that one right. yep uh, <laughs> yeah that's a, uh, that's a thing Oh, Black I think box Mission, Mission Ballroom. Did you play a Mission Ballroom? Mission Ballroom. Oh, that one was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah that was the circus show. That yeah. one's really good for EDM. Yeah, I think our, our show was like the second one from opening when we oh, played. Yeah. I think I went to that show, actually. Um, Flux was there, right? Yeah, it basically the whole circus crew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I remember being in there and being like, this venue is so clean because <laughs> it yeah, just been the built green rooms like, are cool it's mm-hmm. a really awesome place they have like pinball machines in the green rooms do they yeah uh, well i was only there at the beginning so <laughs> yeah and the ac I temperature like, like i always mm-hmm. I, yes. i'm like very picky i'm always i always like when mm-hmm. they have a good temperature in the green rooms those acs yeah. man uh, <laughs> yeah exactly i i can't stand heat in the slightest so after my set it's like straight to the ac or outside or wherever is wherever's coolest <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah that's always appreciated in venues for sure mm-hmm. sweet well on to we have another submitted question it's from underground society edm shout out mm-hmm. they had us on mm-hmm. he had us on his podcast as well yeah. so he wants to know what made you continue pursuing your sound before color base was a hit genre uh, basically a disfa- dissatisfaction with sort of either side of things like um whenever i hear like a fully just like straight up heavy tune i'm like this is sick but it needs some like um harmonic content some tonality and then when i hear like all the way melodic stuff i'm like i need some like aggression i need some like uh mm-hmm. more like sound design focused stuff so really that like middle ground is is my favorite that the interplay between the two so uh that was always what i was going to make i think um and i just stuck with it until it kind of became its own third pillar really sweet so we have the lightning round now and we have probably like eight questions for you Um, okay we'll just kind of go through them pretty quickly and some of them are really funny so we like to have fun with this one okay um what's your pre-show routine um forget that uh i run out of time and having a conversation with someone usually and then going oh i'm on in five all right <laughs> uh probably time yeah. to go <laughs> yeah yeah i don't really have one basically <laughs> all right this one's a fbi tradition if you've ever seen any of our podcasts you've probably heard this okay <laughs> 
So it's fuck, marry, kill. Oh, God. Okay. Sharks, Asora, Skybreak. Okay, okay. I'll kill sharks because, I mean, Jesus. Who needs a shark around, right? Um, uh, I would fuck Skybreak and uh, marry Asora for no Perfect. particular reason. <laughs> Well, Asora just got he got engaged to his lady, so you better better get well, on with I it. Well, I mean, the whole thing is out of the the question anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> you both I can, can still, marry I each can other. Still, I can still kill sharks, and that's that's yeah. the main thing. <laughs> that's all that matters. At least you justified all of your answers. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, fish and chips or bangers and mash? Neither. Oh, um, the reason being, uh, I can't stand fish or seafood mm -hmm. for the most part, and I can't stand mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, wow. So, wow. in fact, what I order from the fish and chip shop is a combination of those two things, which is sausage and chips. So, fingers and chips. neither <laughs> and both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll do a combination. Yeah. Okay. What are your nicknames? uh i don't i mean i don't have any a chime is the nickname if anything um or chome i think if you've chome. seen there's um somebody did like a really derpy like looking dude like <laughs> illustration chome. of me and just put chome so i don't know that that's probably the closest thing that's funny what is your favorite video game i know you're into video games yeah yeah so it's kind of it's between zelda breath of the wild uh hollow knight one of those really mm -hmm. um in terms of like more childhood games my first game ever was pokemon yellow uh and another favorite is warrior land 4 for the mm -hmm. gba did you ever play spyro i didn't but my my wife loves spyro um that was kind of like one of her main childhood games and uh yeah, so that always makes me think of her, mm -hmm. really. That was one of my faves growing up. I was never a PlayStation gamer. person. Oh, right, yeah. Well, I was actually more of a PlayStation person. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Even then, didn't really play like a lot of games. It was mostly just Super Mario. Mm -hmm. I love Super Mario Sunshine. That was actually mm -hmm. my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's, it's weird now, actually, because Spyro is owned by Microsoft. Oh yeah, so didn't it's that probably go going to be an Xbox exclusive now. It's very strange. Yeah, because oh, cool. it's such a PlayStation like IP in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this whole thing is going to play out. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen with PlayStation? To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've had like Call of Duty taken off them. That's like a big deal. That's a that big is blow. that is a big deal, definitely. Yeah. All right, next question. Is it color base or melodic rhythm? Um, they're different things. Um, so the, the idea behind like the term color base was that um, it's kind of more all encompassing and it gets away from the word dubstep, which is already mm -hmm. so kind of like taken away from what its original meaning was. Um, yeah, so color bass just became like the easiest way to refer to it. Bass music that's colorful, like mm -hmm. that's it. Melodic rhythm, 
is kind of just more of a melodic take on rhythm. And I also just like the fact that, you know, a few years ago, people were kind of laughing at how would that even be possible? And now mm -hmm. it's happening. And uh, yeah, so that that's a cool sort of uh, development. That's good. We got you on the record defining those for, for everyone listening. Yeah. All right, last question for you. How many IDs are you sitting on? Uh, well, not, not too many. I mean, like, I, I don't know, counting the album, quite a few. Um, but a lot of them are more sort of like, I don't know, stuff I wouldn't necessarily play out or I might, I don't know. But yeah, like uh, probably... 12 something like that okay yeah with the album tracks uh mm -hmm. in terms of like non-album tracks it's about three it's not many at all mm -hmm. when can we expect the album if you don't mind me asking it is currently planned for summer this year but it depends on how things go mm -hmm. <laughs> with uh with me completing it really um because it's it's sort of like a background project while I'm also like working on Rushdown, working on new like single releases to put out and stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. and we're thinking about splitting it into two parts. Um, so it's kind of like a chapter one, chapter two sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I want to make sure it's it's right before it gets released. Absolutely. Well, we'll keep an eye out on that yes. on your Twitter feed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure. But. Do you have any final words that you'd like to say to the audiences? That was pretty much the end of the lightning round, the questioning, but cool. do you have any final um, words? Final words, as always, uh, check out all the artists on Rushdown. That that is, um, That would be my favorite thing if you discovered someone new from that. Um, yeah, uh, I'm always just going to be plugging those guys, really. Love it. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll keep following you guys. Um, I mean, like we discovered Asora and Papa Khan, mm -hmm. they're legends. So yeah, everyone tune into Rushdown. Mm -hmm. And thanks again for joining the show. I know yeah. it's pretty no late problem. in your area, but super oh, appreciate no, you for joining. Fine, and yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's been great.